You are listening to What Do You Know, part of the 1830 Podcast Network. Find us easily by searching 1830 Podcast Network directly in the Apple Podcasts app, Google Podcasts app, or the Spotify app. Also visit us at facebook.com 1830 Podcast Network for more information. And now, what do you know? Hi, this is Dwayne Ely. Hi, Dwayne. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for answering the call. Glad you could be with us tonight. Glad to be here. When I was doing these podcasts, I was uh, always looking for for people to interview and people to uh, and for the most part, if if you've been on my on on the podcast that I do, it's because I already have your number and you're already an acquaintance and and a friend. And you're no exception. I, I don't have your 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 wife, your daughter, your son, or anybody else in my phone, I don't think. Maybe maybe Michelle I do. But I've got your name, yeah. your phone and number in here. And so uh it was very easy to look you up when I was thinking of who who should I get next. And so okay. <laughs> so without any further ado, your first question, and I'm and I'm changing this a little bit just for your situation. And okay. and the question is, how many consecutive Wednesday night services had your mother-in-law attended before the night of your calling? <laughs> almost every one of them. <laughs> she she almost never misses. Almost never. Probably, I, I have no idea. Maybe hundred. I don't know. Oh, hundreds. And then fill us in on the rest of the events there. Well, <laughs> when I was first called, it was on a Wednesday night. Uh, song service and uh, my mother-in-law was not there because she was not feeling the best and she thought well you know a song service and I'll just stay home and and she was very upset about that <laughs> but you want to hear a witness of, do you want to hear a witness of my calling that's that's what I was going to ask next is what do you have a, a witness to your calling can you share with can you share it with us Yes, I certainly can. I probably got this witness about uh, seven years before I was called to be a priest. That's a long time and to wait. That was a long time, but I I got uh, it was a, it was in a dream at night, and um, after I had this dream, I got up the next morning, I wrote it down, sealed it in an envelope, and put it in my desk. And there was not another person on earth that knew about it, not even my wife. But what the dream was is uh, I could see a a large, pure white section. And it was about 80% of what I was seeing. But on each side, there was a little strip of and as I continued, uh, you, you you broke up. There was a little strip of what? A black. Oh, okay. A, a pure, pure black on the edges. Okay. And as I continued to look at the white, um, and I mean it's the purest white you've ever seen, and it started to form into a face. And as I continued to look at it, I remember that the the black disappeared. I, I was not. There was no black anymore. It, it, it was. It was pushed out and it was gone. But I continued to to look at that, and it continued to grow into a face. It was just. It was just kind of forming out of this white, like it kind of like the the clouds. It was kind of forming out of these clouds. And then just before I could recognize this face, I. I woke up, and and the spirit flooded over my body from head to toe, and I heard the words, uh, you will be called to be a priest, and uh, that was my first witness. Uh, the, the, the spirit was probably uh, engulfed me for probably 10 minutes. And I was completely engulfed in the spirit. And for those that have been engulfed in the spirit, you realize that nothing else matters. 
um, you're just in this spiritual experience and, and the whole rest of the world is is gone. It's, it doesn't exist. You're just engulfed in this spirit. And uh, so that was my that was my first witness. And uh, I know the Lord gave me that that miraculous witness um, because he knew that, uh, you know, this is the preach and stuff is is not is not me. You know, I'm the person to sit in the back row. I, I don't like speaking in public. I, I, had, I didn't have confidence. And, you know, I needed a, a, a miraculous thing to to let me know that the Lord was was truly going to, to call me. But it was probably seven years, about seven years before I was called to be a priest. And then, uh, you know, I was a priest for a number of years. And then um, and then I started getting this, you know, the, the spirit would touch me and say, uh, you'll be called to be an elder. Which, you know, goes back to that first testimony of you'll be called to be a priest. And uh, I kept getting that, you know, every once in a while I get to you'll be called to be an elder. And then sure enough, shortly after that, I was called to be an elder. And then it was exactly the same way uh, when I was called to be an apostle. It was uh, a short time before that. I kept, you know, the spirit would just touch me and just say, you'll be called to be an apostle. And, and then, you know, a time, short time after that, I was called to, to be an apostle. Um, so, so that's my, my witness of my, of my calling um, I I could not do this if I didn't know that the Lord had asked me to do it. Um, but He has blessed me uh, throughout this. I was scared to death my first sermon. Uh, it took me a <laughs> month to prepare, and uh, but it got easier after that. And I'm I'm no longer afraid. You know, I'm uh, I know the Lord is there to to bless me. So it took you a month for your first sermon. That kind of leads into my, my next question is how much time do you spend preparing for each of your sermons? What I, I assume it's not a one month now anymore. No, it's not a month. It's not a month, but I spend a lot of time. You know, some people say, oh, yeah, you know, I spend a couple hours, a few hours. I don't know. Uh, some people uh, get up Sunday morning. And prepare their sermon to preach to preach that morning, um, but that is not the way the Lord works with me. He just does not work that way with me. I take it takes me time. It takes me quite a few hours. I usually spend uh, several days, a number several days, you know, studying off and on, uh, you know, in the evening and stuff. Um, it takes me quite a bit of time, but it's you know, and some people can just stand up and talk, and, and it seems like the Lord is giving them what to say as, as they're talking. But, you know, normally the Lord doesn't work like that with me. He, I, he gives it to me before, um, and and I have to spend that time, and, I, and then I have that. And, and when, when, I, when I have my sermon, I'm prepared with, you know, kind of my comments, and that's just the way the Lord works with me. He works with everybody differently. Um, but that that's the way he works with me. And when you're preparing, what do your scriptures look like? Are you a highlighter guy? Do you have post-it notes? Underline, what what do you do? When I start, I, uh, I don't touch the computer. Um, I start writing. I have just paper and a pad of uh, a pad of paper and a pencil, and I start writing. And I, you know, I start writing scriptures, and I start writing comments. And uh, I get a number. I usually have several pages of those notes, and then I take them and uh, I put them on the computer and start. Uh, I usually get something printed on the computer, print it out, and then look at it and adjust my comments, adjust my scriptures to try to get them in an order where they, they make sense and they, and they flow. And right. uh, you know, then I, I just kind of refine it and then I'm done. And, and now, now outside of a sermon though, if you are studying 
And I, if I came to look at your Bible and your Book of Mormon right now, what would I see? I have notes in it. I, I have notes in it. I have stuff underlined and, and highlighted and stuff. Yes, I do. Okay. And then lastly, I know I, I gave you a, a, a not a lot of time to prepare for this, but you were up for the call. You were up for the challenge. I think I think you had, what, four or five days? That's almost yeah. almost like a sermon preparing <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah. I'm I'm anxious to hear what uh, what sir what verses you have for us, what scriptures you have and have been on your mind, or or what are your favorite verses, or or I'll leave this up to you. Maybe you had something prepared, so uh, we're we're anxious to hear your scriptures and and your thoughts tonight. Okay, um, I, I guess I I kind of um, I guess I I could have taken a subject. Um, I didn't really do that. I, I took the I took some scriptures. Uh, this is more like a sermon. It's, it's prepared more like a sermon, but it, 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 it has different stages and it's and that's the way the Bible is though. It, you know the first part, I want to talk about some stuff where where the Lord uh, kind of warns us, uh, kind of a little bit of prophecy of things to come and, and the scriptures have a lot of that in there. And then I want to talk a little bit about uh, what we're supposed to do. You know, the, the scriptures are full of, of what we're supposed to do. And then I want to end with kind of some of the the, the hope that we have and the, and the blessings that the, that the Lord has uh, in store for each one of us. I'm going to start with uh, 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. And you'll notice a lot of these scriptures are fairly are fairly short, and then several of them are just one verse, like this. It's one verse, but there's really so much in it. And it says, "Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour." And I, you know, this says this: be sober. You know, that means we need to be aware and we need to be awake. The, the Lord is warning us. And we see here that he's using something we can understand. The scriptures are full of this, but he's using a, a lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. And we know what a lion does. A lion hunts. They have to hunt for them to live. But when they're hunting, what are they hunting for? They're not hunting for the strongest animals, are they? the biggest, strongest animals that are aware and awake. No, they're looking for the weak ones, the sickly ones, the ones that are not on guard, the ones that are, that are not awake, they're not, not aware. And that's the comparison the Lord has given us with the devil. That's what he's looking for, those that are spiritually weak. And it says that he will, you know, seeking to devour them. That's what he's looking for. And when we're spiritually weak, we are, are more susceptible to be to fall into these these temptations of the devil. And this is a warning that that the Lord ha- has given unto us. So we will we will we'll be aware and awake and know that that, that that devil is always out there trying to steal away our soul. Uh, the next the next uh, verse I have is uh, Isaiah. Chapter 5 and uh, verses 20 and 21. And this, this scripture is kind of talking about the day we're living in. It's, uh, we're seeing it as, as I speak tonight. It says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, and put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet, and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes, and prudent in their own sight. We are seeing this today that in this nation, that uh, that people, that, you know, the righteous, when we're when we're are standing up for Christ and 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 trying to follow after the commandments, and we're not accepting, you know. Some of the, the, the things in this world that the scriptures talk about, talk against, but we are called evil because we're not accepting of all of these 
sins that the world that the world is committing, and uh, and we you know it's uh, it's good evil and evil good. That's the, the, the evil, the immorality, the immoral uh, immoral lifestyles mm-hmm. that that the, the scriptures talk about. People are calling them good. They're saying this is good. Um, you know, people living together. When I was a young boy, you know, couples, men and women, were very seldom that you hear about anybody living together out of wedlock. Um, I saw an article one time of a, a, a wedding planner, and he said that that 92% of the people he marries live together uh, before their wedding. And society today calls that good. Uh, that, that's what they consider to be normal. Yeah, that's that's, not- that's pretty normal as far as what I look around and see. I, I think there's a lot of people who are accepting of that. I think most people today in the society are accepting of that. It's, it's not even it's not even talked about in in most circles. Of, you know, somebody living together, it's just it's it's considered to be normal. Mm-hmm. But we see there calling good evil and evil good. That's this is where we're at at today in this in in this country, especially. I like the set of verses here. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in my my two cents worth. The the verses okay. that, that follow it are God's indignation and wrath. Right, the the ones the next three, and oh, then, uh-huh. and then in ver- the end of verse twenty five is my favorite. The last phrase he says, but his hand is stretched out still. Oh yeah. So I'm I'm jumping to the jumping the gun because you wanted to do hope at at the end, right? <laughs> no, no, that's fine. But uh, but when you hear this this section of woe to them and and to that call evil good and good evil, this is the time we're living in, and and the that's it's then the next section is a bunch of wrath of anger of God at those people. But in spite of all that, he still is a merciful God. He is. And, and you're absolutely right. His hand is always stretched out. I like the scripture where, where he, he's at the door. And uh, to me, that tells me how close he is. You know, he's always there to just, you know, all we have to do is knock on the door and open it. And there he is. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, that's saying, and here it's the same as this. His hand is stretched out. Just just go through the door. He's that close. All we have to do is make that effort. Okay, I'll let you get okay. back on track. Okay. Uh, my next scripture is in Matthew chapter 7, and we're going to read verses 13 through 15. And these are the words of Christ. It says, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. And of course we have a couple of parts to this. You know, first it talks about that straight gate. And, of course, if we read over there in Second Nephi chapter 13, it, it explains this straight gate a little better. You know, this gate we have to go through, you know, it says that it is repentance and baptism. But, you know, it says it's, it's narrow. It, this, this, this gate is narrow we have to go through. But broad is the way. All this, these forbidden paths that lead to destruction, there's just that one path. That one narrow path that, that takes us to eternal life, and and we can see all of these paths in the world today that, that are leading to destruction. All of these things that that uh, that, that the world is accepting, and the and the paths that uh, that these many are, are going down. And in verse fifteen, it you know it warns us. You know, I mean, these people that go down these broad paths uh, in this broad way, well. You know, it's the temptations of the devil, and you know, it talks about these false prophets, and and uh, which are in sheep's, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. 
they they pretend to be you know it says in sheep's clothing they're they're uh you know if we're not careful some of these things may appear to be okay it's uh this false teaching that that's trying to to lead us away these these ravening wolves that uh but, you know, I mean, this stuff is this comes from Satan, the, the power of Satan, and his and uh, those that he has led away. But again, it's a it's a warning to us. Uh, it tells us the way. This tells us a lot. It tells us the way that we have to go. But it's also warning us to be aware of this, to watch out for this, and, and don't be led away. You know, this is a there's a lot of stuff going on in this nation right now. A lot of stuff that's not good, and uh, we we can't get discouraged. Uh, we have to we have to remain strong and not get discouraged at the, these things we're seeing. But uh, but we can see how how the, the people can be led away in, in, in uh, some of the things that are going on in this nation right now. I like those first two verses. So far, I'm two out of three in highlighted verses. I didn't have the oh, first yeah? Peter one, but I, I know I know that one. I know that one. But uh, uh, this second one, I didn't highlight 15 and group it with the others. I had it separate, but you, I, uh, you're including it in with this same reading uh, of 13, 14, and 15 all together. They are separate. Okay. The only reason, I'm, you know, I would, ne- I would normally not, read those together but for this short uh little uh sermon here i I just put it together just so we would uh uh see both both sides there you know uh i would i would normally just read them separately but uh for time's sake i'm just kind of putting them together so we can see kind of both sides here okay but you're, you're there's a broad way that leads to destruction and there are false prophets that can lead us away that look like uh uh uh, in sheep's clothing. That's true. That's okay. exactly right. Okay, now let's go over to uh, John chapter 12, and we're going to read verses 46 through 48. And again, we have here the, the words of Christ. And it says, I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judges him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. And the first part there, you know, talks about that Christ is the light of the world. And it is so important to look to that light um, because it says, you know, if we, if we are in that light, we're not abiding in darkness. And we can see darkness all around us in this nation. It's just everywhere. And, but that light of Christ is still shining there. And we need to look to him. It's so important to prepare spiritually right now for, for the things that are happening, the things that are to come. And we're to look to that light. And, of course, we know in other places it tells us that we are to be the light. You know, we, we are to be that light uh, unto the world. It's important that we are that light uh, so others will be able to see that, that love of Christ in our, in our hearts. And, you know, it talks about here, you know, that uh, and this, you know, and in verse 47, it's really telling us that we have a free choice here. Um, you know, if, if any man hear my words and believe not, and there's a lot of people in the world right now that, that have heard the words, and they're not believing because they're not following after them. They're not following after these words. And he says, I judge not, for I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. And that's true. He doesn't judge us. He doesn't condemn us uh, in, in, this, in this world. We have that, that right and that choice to live this life however we want to, you know, it's, it's our choice whether we want to live a good life or an evil life. But as we read down there to 48, uh, you know, it says that the word will judge us. And um, when we, when we leave this life and go to that next life, that these words that are written here before us, they are going to judge us. The things 
that, that the Lord gave unto us. That's what we'll be judged for. And uh, whether we followed them or, or whether we chose not to. Okay, let's turn over to uh, Matthew chapter 22. Matthew 22, verses 36 to 40. And it says, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. The second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Everything is hung on these two commandments. We know in the Old Testament we had uh, Ten Commandments. Um, I did a sermon one time about all the commandments in the Bible, and I think it's over, it's more than 600 of, you know, I mean, all these mm-hmm. little things that the, Lord, that the Lord is telling us to do and telling us not to do. They're all commandments that are spread out throughout the Scripture, the Bible and the Book of Mormon. But here, the Lord summarized them into two. Two, two commandments covers it all. It covers everything. And it says, you know, to love the Lord with, uh, <clears throat> with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind. And it also says in Luke chapter 10, and it says all our strength. So what the Lord is asking us to love him with our whole being. Uh, you know, like in Romans, it says to, to a, a living sacrifice. We're to love the Lord with our whole being. It says this is the first and great commandment. And, you know, if we really, if we could hold on to that every day and, and, and hold on to that love for the Lord, we would follow all of his commandments. Mm-hmm. See, we slip and fall from time to time. We're tempted. And, uh, you know, the second commandment is like unto it, love thy neighbor as thyself. Well, if we, if we truly had that pure love for our neighbor, we would never sin against him. So if we, could, if we could follow this to the letter of the law, we would never sin because we would have that great love for our Lord and want to do everything he had asked us to do, and we would have that great love for our neighbor. Um, and never want to, to sin against them. But that's where, as we talked about earlier, you know, the devil walking around, and he tempts us sometimes, and we and we commit sin. You know, the scriptures tell us that all have sinned. And, uh, of course, that's where the Lord gave us that avenue of repentance, where we could repent of that sin with a humble and sincere heart and come back into his presence. But, you know, I, I, I think it's amazing how the Lord can take the Ten Commandments and take all these little commandments he spread throughout the Scripture and summarize them into two, two simple commandments that, that really cover it all. And that's what's, that's what's so magnificent about the Lord. He can, he can make things simple, you mm-hmm. know, and make them where we can understand them. Okay, now let's turn over to uh, Luke chapter 9. And verse 23. And this scripture is uh, a very short scripture, but it says so much. It says, and, and he said to them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Such a short, simple scripture, but it says so much to each one of us. It's got three important points there, you know, that we are to deny ourselves, to take up our cross daily, and follow me, to follow Christ. You know, if we if we deny ourselves, we're going to we're going to have to make sacrifices. Um, we're going to have to avoid some of the things in this world. That, that are that are not godly and we're, we're 
you know, not put up our, our, our treasures here on earth, but put, put them up in, in heaven. We're, we're going to have to, to make that, that sacrifice. It's, it's what he requires. And the second one is that we're to take up our cross daily. And, you know, that, that one little word, daily, it, uh, that's a very important, important word. Um, you know, we're, we're going to have to, when we take up our cross, we're going to have to endure the trials and, and temptations, and, and we're seeing a, a lot of them right now in this nation. You know, we're going to have to endure those problems and the, the tribulations, the, the persecution. You know, we may be seeing persecution, more persecution coming to us in this nation. Our brothers and sisters in other countries, Africa, India, they're persecuted. Uh, some of our people in India, they've even had to move out of different areas and hold services in other places because the, the people were persecuting them so much. So some mm. of our other brothers and sisters in, in the world, they clearly understand that, that the persecution. And, and, and those that have in, endured that and are still there, they've taken up that cross, you know. But we have to... Whatever it is, whatever life throws at us, and it's going to be different for each one of us. You know, we all have different trials and tribulations. We have some people in the church that have illnesses, lingering illnesses, you know, that, and it's just part of their cross, you know. I, I don't know why. It's just, it's just uh, you know, it's just, it's just part of life. We have to understand that. It's part of life. Uh, we're going to suffer in this life. But it's not anything that Christ didn't do. I mean, Christ suffered. He got sick. He got the he got the stomach flu. He got you know they walked around their sandals. He got cuts on his feet. Uh, and of course, we know he suffered greatly on that uh, on that cross, uh, and he died for our sins. So we're going to have to take up that cross. But the important thing is daily. Um, that's one thing about our spiritual lives if we get complacent and uh and and aren't trying to do these things live a righteous life daily it's we can start growing weaker and then it's like that first peter if we're starting to get weak you know we're going to be more susceptible to Satan mm, coming yeah. in and deceiving us and 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 to even leading us away you know we, we can't think that we're not uh, that that couldn't happen to us because we've seen a number of people in the church through the years that have walked away. They've walked away. The Lord, the, the, they were they couldn't stay strong, and, and the devil led them away. So we we have to do that. It's, it's daily. If we're not doing it daily, um, we can be in trouble. And and you know I I've always believed, firmly believed. That there's no way to stay on an even keel. You're either growing stronger spiritually or you're growing weaker spiritually. And if you think you can just stay there and just kind of float along, you'll, you'll find out you're, you can't do it. If you're just trying to just float along, you're going to be getting weaker spiritually. So that's why we have to work on it every day, whatever it is, you know. If, and like I say, for each one of us, it's different. But we know that, you know, studying the scriptures and praying and, and, and living that righteous life, it's, it's, uh, it's just things we have to do to, if we want to remain strong. And, 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 all the, and, and then the third one, it says, and follow me and follow Christ. Uh, of course, we already read that we're to have that love for him, love for our, our brothers and sisters. And, but when we follow him, we are following his commandments and we are trying to follow in his footsteps. We are trying to follow his example. He set that perfect example for it, uh, for us, for each one of us. And we have it. We have it before us. He preserved it so we could have it and read it. Uh, so we would know. We know. We know what is required of us. He, he's told us what is required of us, and we have to. We have to live that righteous life, and we have to. We have to have that desire. It's important to have that desire to live that righteous life because sometimes we trip and stumble. But if we still have that desire in our hearts, we're going to repent and we're going to get back up and we're going to start marching forward. 
and we're not going to get discouraged, and we're not going to let let Satan Satan take over, and and we're going to have that 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 service that, and or serve our fellow man, have those good works, be that good example. We're you know to be that light. Uh, others should be able to see that that love of, of Christ in our hearts. When I look at this verse, I think uh, in America here, the or my I'll just look at myself my. My hard part to do is to deny myself. There's so much, there's so many neat things to watch. There's so many ways to entertain myself. There's so many things I want to do. There's so many things that are are fun out there. And the first step is deny yourself. And that's where I struggle. Okay. And now now yeah. take take up the cross and do your service to God is almost a, a joy and, and a privilege and a duty that that there's a stoic in mindset in me that that I can I, I think to myself, I will go, I will do it, and I'm willing to do it, but a lot of times it's when and and a, and a lot of times it's well, there's a good show on. Now, you know, my my TV show is on tonight. Tonight is alone, and I'm missing it. I'm missing it to do this. <laughs> and I'm aware that my show is on right now, and I could be watching it. But that's hard. It's hard for me to deny myself the things that I could be doing. And then I, I, I say, I will do this for God later, or I will do this for God. And I'm totally willing to do that for God. But right now I want to do the thing for me. And in, in America, there's just so many things you could do for yourself. Oh. And, oh. and that is, that is a huge struggle in, in my own, in my own confession there, that it, it is hard to do the deny yourself part when you have so much available to you all the time. It. It definitely is, Daniel, it's, and it's hard for everybody. You know, this this stuff is not. It's you know, we're we're humans, and we just you know, we, it, this stuff is not always easy. It, you know, to, like you said, it's hard to deny yourself some of these things. It's just, um, and in America, there, like you said, there's there's everything available. There's there's not anything that's not available. You know, we go to Africa and India. You know, most of this stuff's not not available to them. You know, I. Before this, uh, before this coronavirus, you know, my wife and I, we would go out to dinner every Friday night. We've been doing that for, I don't even know how long, 10, 20 years, you know, every Friday night we go out to dinner. Well, we can't do that now. We can still buy food and, and, and uh, bring it in, which we do. But, uh, you know, there's, there's many of our people in Africa and India, our, our married couples, that have never gone out to dinner. And, and entertainment, um, I mean, a lot of them have, have never been to a movie. Uh, there's, you know, it's, it's so much different over here. But not, but, but, you, but we always have to understand we have many more things, but they still, there's still things there that could still trip them up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They, there's still things there that they have to deny themselves, but it's different. It's just different. <clears throat> Out, out here in America, if you have a hobby or a, a love of anything, a, a, something that is interesting to you, you can find other people that are also interested in that. You can help other people into your hobby. You can have groups that meet together and, and explore that hobby. You can have so much time just to, to, to and not to say that hobby is bad or that group is bad or that conversation you can have on, on canning peaches you know all of it is 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 you can find what you want if you if you want to find it you can get it easy and it's just that it's it's a shame we don't have more uh uh avenues to help us Uh, not that it isn't a shame there it is there there's ways that we can serve god if he's there if we want to and if we want to do a podcast, we can, you know, <laughs> we can find this is my outlet, I guess. I'm having fun doing these podcasts. So I'm kind of channeling my my fantasy football podcast in a different direction. And, and I found something else more productive to do with my my hobby. So so I guess there there's always something you could be doing. But but my point was just it is so hard to deny my to deny myself all that is available to us. And and sounds now that I'm making excuses. So I should just stop. <laughs> And you're doing a good work there, Daniel. That's a good service. These podcasts are they're, they're they're very good. No thanks. Um, but uh, 
you know, some of these, you know, there's a lot of things out there that's, that's evil and we have to avoid. But, but there's also, and kind of you already alluded to that, some of these things are not necessarily bad. Some of them are actually good. They could be good. It, when they become bad is when they consume us mm-hmm. and take all of our time, you know. I mean, I, I don't have Facebook, okay, but I know there's people that spend half their time on Facebook. And, you know, I mean, it can it can be a problem if it consumes us and just takes all of our time. Facebook, I've heard it said that I'm going to totally bash Facebook and I'm not, and I'm not sorry for saying it, but I've, I've heard it said that it's just uh, an addiction for anger. And, and, yeah. and if you can't control your anger, you can just, you know, speak it out, speak your anger out there and let it be known. And you don't have to suffer the consequences for something <laughs> that you would never say to somebody's face. But here right. you can do it in a you know passive aggressive and it's just and people are just addicted to anger was what Facebook sells so, uh, so you're not getting anything you're not getting anything uh, uh, from me as far as uh, uh, I think it is a good tool and we have used it for Sunday school and we've used sure. it appropriately I think but I think I'm also guilty of using it inappropriately just like everyone else so. Well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you the ultimate one I heard is some of these gamers, you know, some of these young gamers that they, uh, I, I read somewhere, and there were, I don't know how many of them do this, but they were spending 22 hours a day doing that. It's impossible. That. Well, it, they, they, it, 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 it totally consumed them. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that is total consumption. They yeah. just They've lost all focus of everything. They're not even sleeping, you know. I mean, I'm sure they're eating while they're doing it and stuff, but they're they just totally consumed by it. Let's go over to Proverbs chapter three, verses five through seven. Okay, Proverbs three, verses five through seven. <clears throat> Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lay not unto thine own understanding. And all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord, and depart from evil. Okay, we're warned here to depart from evil, and not to be wise in our own eyes. That's that's one of the problems with this world today. People are wise in their own eyes. They're they they're they're not following the scriptures. They're doing what they want to do. They've they've decided this is this is what I'm going to do. This is this sounds like a good thing to me, and I'm going to do it. And but that's not what he's telling us here. He said we need to put our complete faith and trust in Him. It says with, with all thine heart. Again, here we're talking about our whole being here, all our heart. And don't lean on our own understanding. And and if we're willing to put that faith and trust in Him. It says uh, that he will direct our paths, and that's what we need, uh, especially today. You know, we're seeing so many things that uh, we need to uh, have the Lord directing our paths to keep us on that straight and narrow path, because especially here in America, there are so many paths to follow, uh, like we've been talking about, Daniel, there's there's thousands of paths thousands and thousands of paths that 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 all go in all these different directions that that uh that just can lead us to destruction but uh we need to let the lord direct us pray to him you know pray to him uh, you know lord what do i need to do where what what do i need to do today where what, what is it you have for me to do and, and and he will direct us if we if we're humble and sincere he will he will tell us what we're to do. He will he will guide us and direct us and, and, and lead us. Because there's many things that we can do. You know, I know sometimes people say, I've heard them say it. They, they've told it to me. You know, I just, I don't know. I just, I, I don't feel like I'm doing enough. I don't know. I, I don't know what to do. You know, but there's so many things we can do. Um, even if you're at home and can't get out, you know, you can you have the internet access. You can you can send somebody an email. You can call somebody. You can encourage somebody. I know you know uh, that sometimes when I call somebody that hasn't been to to church for a while or, or whatever, I call them and talk to them. 
they appreciate it. It makes a difference. They know that somebody cares. Um, there's all kinds of, of things that, that, that we can do. And, uh, and the Lord will lead us on, on, on what we need to do. And, and it's so important now, I think, in this, the things that are going on in this nation and in, in this world, that we need that. We definitely need the Lord to, to direct us on what we're to, what are we to do? How are we to prepare for, for these things that are coming? And, and, and he will, he will guide us and direct us. You know, when I read that verse or when I study that verse uh, uh, and that concept, I, I, uh, and I've said this before, um, a lot of times when I, when I look at my life, I don't see God directing my path when I'm in the moment, but, but I trust him. I, I do this, I pray and I, and I don't wait for him to tell me what to do. I make a righteous judgment, I guess, in my own eyes. I, I listen, but he, but in my mind, he, he hasn't always told me what to do. And then when I look back at my life, you know, when I turn around and I see, you know, 2020 vision of everything that's happened to me, I say, wow, God was there and I didn't know. And God was there and I didn't know. And God was there and I didn't know. So when in my life experiences, what I'm saying is that he is directing my path and I don't see it in the moment but I trust that he is there. I believe he is there. The scriptures tell me he is there doing it. And so I know he is directing my path and, and I am making decisions as best I can. And I'm trusting he won't let me make a wrong one. I don't know if that is, if I'm derailing your thought, but this is how I've, this is how I've come to understand this verse. He's not letting me fail. Yes. And I can see how the Lord has done that for me. He, he has done things that has not allowed me to fail. And sometimes we don't understand for decades. And let me give you an example. When I, uh, uh, when I first moved to Phoenix, you know, I moved down here and went to ASU. And I needed a career. And, uh, I didn't know what I, you know, I'm, you know, you're, you're looking for something to do, you know, and there was a, you know, I thought about being a fireman and, and, uh, Stan, um, Behringer worked for the American airlines and there might be a possibility there. Um, and, and UBH worked for Salt River Project and, uh, he said, yeah, he said, that's a good place to, that's a good place to work. So I decided I'm going to work at Salt River Project. And this was in the summer of, uh, 1973, the beginning of the summer of 1973. I decided I'm going to start, I'm going to, uh, work there. So I started calling him. I went down there. See, and, and back then, this tells you what, what time it was back then. No computers. Uh, they, they, the jobs that they had opening for, they had a blackboard. And they wrote them on the blackboard in the lobby. And that's the jobs that were available. And I went down there a couple times, and then I just started calling them. And I, I started calling them every, every week. And, uh, they, and I got to know them down there. You know, I mean, they knew who I was, and I didn't, I was looking for anything to, to get a job there. And uh, finally, I don't know, later on, there was a, um, a drafting job. And I had, I had taken drafting in high school, and I had a junior draftsman certificate. Um, I'd worked a summer job for the Atomic Energy Commission, so I had some experience in drafting. And I, I finally got an interview. I didn't get that job, and I and I got married on uh, August 10th, uh, making two dollars an hour, and and then another bid came up, and on September 12th, I started working at Salt River Project, and I had a job, and I had no idea how that would play out for the rest of my life. Um, and I, my wife and I had, had decided in the, in the 
December 31st of 2008 that I was going to retire. I would have been 50, I was 56 years old and we had decided that we were going to retire and I was going to retire. Well, in April of 2008, I was called to be an apostle and I retired December 31st and in January of 2009, I was in Africa in the field. And when I got that job, do you think I had any idea that that was the plan? I was getting a job to support my family, but that was the plan the Lord had all those years before that. So sometimes we don't understand the plan, the complete plan, you know, for a long time. But but the Lord was was working there. You know, he put that in my mind, you know, get a job at Salt River Project. Mm-hmm. He knew all along I was going to be be able to retire and go right into the missionary field. So he's definitely working on our lives and definitely directing us, and sometimes we don't actually understand how it all works. But mm-hmm. My next one is um, Ether, chapter 5 and verse 4. Wherefore, whoso believeth in God might with surety hope for a better world, yea, even a place at the right hand of God, which hope, hope cometh of faith, maketh an anchor to the souls of men, which would make them sure and steadfast, always abounding in being led to glorify God. Always abounding in good works. Yes. You cut out there for a second. I wanted to make sure we got the verse on there. Oh, okay. Yes. Always abounding in good works, being led to glorify God. So we, we can have this hope um, if we're following uh, the commandments, if we have that faith in him, <clears throat> those good works in our life, um, you know, trying to lead that, that righteous life, that what he's asked us to do. We can have that hope um, for that for eternity. You know, we we can read in here many things that the Lord has prepared for us, um, things that uh, He says we can't even imagine because they're so beautiful and they're so wonderful. But He's uh, He has that plan for us, and uh, if we if we follow Him and serve Him, um, <clears throat> we can have that hope and and. Uh, and I, I know that's a wonderful thing to to be able to know that the, the Lord is mindful of us. He's mindful of each one of us, and he's, he's prepared a place for each one of us if we will continue to serve him. Okay, I want, uh, let's turn um, back over to Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. This is definitely one of my favorite scriptures. Okay, Isaiah 41.10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of righteousness. You know, the Lord is telling us that that we don't need to fear um, because he is there with us. You know, I know we don't, but we sometimes, as... As mortals, sometimes I think uh, it's hard for us to do that. But it's a promise that the Lord has given us, that if we put our faith and trust in him, he says, you know, he's our God. He's our, that all-powerful God. When we're weak, he will strengthen us. It says that he will help us. And, and you know, he's talking about everything. He's talking about everything in our lives. It's, 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 there, there's nothing that he's not interested in. Um, and we need to pray about those things. He'll help us, you know, to, to, to find a job. He'll help us with the temporal things. He'll help us with the spiritual things. He, he's promised to be there. And he says, he'll, and I'll uphold thee with the right hand of righteousness. And I like what it says in verse 13. Uh, For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand. And that's kind of like what we were talking about before, of, of of, of how close the, the, the Lord is 
and, and he's using this example, you know, to hold our right hand. You know, if he's holding our hand, he's right there. He's there in our lives. Such great hope. These verses, and, you know, this, what's that? The these two verses you you have, I have ten and thirteen highlighted in my book, and and I want to share what 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 I like about these two verses is that he knows we are scared. Sometimes <laughs> you know he understands that he knows yes. we are scared, and these two verses are for that reason. He understands yeah. and he's trying yes, to sir. give us these verses to help us out because he knows we get scared. Yes. And that, and, and I'm afraid right now in our, in, in this nation that there's a lot of people that are afraid. A lot of people are scared because there's a lot of things going on. You know, the the coronavirus is just a small part of it. There's so many other things going on, but but you're exactly right. That's why he told us this, you know, um, trying trying to comfort us. Okay, <clears throat> we're, we're, we're at number ten. Okay, grand finale. It's Third Nephi chapter seven verses ten and eleven. Behold, I am the law and the light. Look unto me and endure to the end, and ye shall live. For unto him that endures to the end will I give eternal life. Behold, I have given unto you the commandments, therefore keep my commandments. We've talked about the commandments he's given us. He's telling us we have to keep the commandments. You know, uh, the plan is simple, but there's, but we have to take action. We have to keep his commandments. He, he says he's given us the law, you know, the, the commandments, and the light. He is that light, like we talked about earlier. He is that perfect light in a dark world. And we know that we have to endure to the end. And if we do, it says that we will have eternal life. Um, so that's why we have to be diligent. That's why we have to keep moving forward and, and not get discouraged and, and serve him all the days of our life. Just like Christ did, he, he, he endured to the end. He died on that cross, um, but he did the will of God the Father. We know that, uh, you know, we know Christ was perfect, and we know that he did everything that God the Father asked him to do, everything, exactly how he wanted it done. And we know that, that we don't always do that. We trip and stumble. But we have to remain faithful to him to the end. And, and, and when we trip and stumble to repent of those sins and to continually hunger and thirst after righteousness, and, and it will be well with us in, in, in that next, next world. I can't add anything to that. I appreciate the, the verses you've added, you've brought to us. Um, the, the message, the theme of it, I guess, is kind of this hope and, and this understanding that, that God is knows, uh, um, he knows what we're going through. Right. And he knows, and yeah. he's also given us the directions on how to overcome. He has, he's a, that merciful God that has that pure love for each one of us. Thank you for your time, sir. I am looking yes, forward. I'm looking forward to, to having you come stay in our, in our cul-de-sac when, if we ever have another reunion and get together and be, be with each other again. Uh, I look forward to that. I missed it this year. I really, truly did. <laughs> yeah. It was hard. It's hard not to do. I went, I'm one of those, uh, guys that, that just, uh, hold up in my, in my basement and wouldn't let my family go anywhere. And yeah. it just kind of weighs on you if you can't get to church. It's not the same. I appreciate no. the phone church and all, but it's just not the same. And uh, no. and finally, we've we've kind of said, all right, let's let's exhale, let's leave the house, and <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's something that our I think as humans we we need it, and God knows we and well, He said meet together oft, didn't He? So. Yeah, we do, but that's that's just one of those things we have to remain strong in in this time, you know, to 
that things are not not like they're not what we want, not normal, and but, but we just have to remain strong through all this. Well, thank you for your time, sir. Thanks for answering the call. Yep. Thank you. Okay. Goodbye. That was Apostle Dwayne Ely. What do you know? For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. For my yoke is easy.